Hello and welcome back to the WTSC Sports Podcast, an end zone edition of the Sports Podcast. I'm WTSC Sports Director Lindsey Goff here with our digital anchor Jake Wallace. Jake, high school football is happening this week. Yeah, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon in about five hours. We'll have a couple games kicking off, four games yeah. on Thursday night, and then our full Friday schedule, first episode of the end zone kicking off Friday night. It's week zero is what they zero. call it. It's, it's week, week one. Yeah, just call it week one. <laughs> um, confuse everybody for the rest of the year. Literally. But there's some really good games this week. I'm really looking forward to this one. There are. So if you're listening to this on Friday, these Thursday games have already happened, in which case you can go to our website and find out what happened in these games. But tonight, Thursday, we've got Liberty County at Southeast Bullock, May River at New Hampstead, Pinewood Christian at Robert Toombs, and GSIC at Screven County. And then tomorrow, our WTOC end zone game of the week, that would be Friday, as in tomorrow, uh, Effingham County at Richmond Hill. Yeah, this is one of those kind of weird ones that it feels like it's been a rivalry for a long time, but they've only played 12 times. In history. Yeah. Uh, the first game, I think, was in 2000. But it's the first time this game between these two has not been a region contest. Mm -hmm. It's the earliest these two have ever played. And they don't like each other. I mean, these two schools have a, <laughs> have a rivalry throughout sports. It's not just football. Right. And it should be a really, really exciting, interesting game. And... You mentioned that it's not a region contest anymore. That's because Richmond Hill has now bumped up to 7A. And, Jake, you did a whole story on this for our end zone season preview. Uh, what, what's the mentality of the Wildcats heading into all this? They're going into it with a, we're going to be fine. We're just going to go out and play our game, and we're going to be fine. But they're owning up to the fact that a lot of people believe they don't belong, or mm -hmm. maybe they're punching above their weight class you're going into a region region 17a with camden county colquitt county lowndes and valdosta four heavy hitters yeah powerhouses in the state of georgia not to mention just the travel but the the caliber of these programs mm -hmm. nine state championships between them since the year 2000 of course valdosta the winningest program in the country more than 20 state championships here in georgia so this is going to be a challenge for Richmond Hill. These are well-established powerhouse programs. Richmond Hill's growth has really just been in the last mm -hmm. 20 years. And so in terms of that, they're definitely the new kids on the block. They're going to have to go in and prove that they belong. Talking to head coach Matt Lazat and some of the guys, they, they feel okay. Matt Lazat said, we've been planning on this for years. We've known that this was coming, and so we've been – building and trying to steer our program into what 7A football looks like. Um, but they're probably not going to know until you really get on the field with right. a Camden and a Colquitt and a Lowndes and Valdosta. But this is a good Effingham County team. John Ford entering his second year, mm -hmm. uh, a really highly well-respected coach in, in the state of Georgia. And this Effingham County, player, Effingham County team has some players, a defense that returns five starters, from a pretty stout kind of underrated defense last year, only allowed 14 points a game in region contest, and they get senior Keon Wallace back. He's the big home run hitter for them offensively. will play some defensive back as well. Missed a lot of the time last year, but he's going to be a big addition coming into this Rebel program. Richmond Hill had two back-to-back -back nine win seasons until last year. They went four and six. So 
certainly some building to do on the hill. They they say they're going to build the hill. And Effingham County had six last year, six wins. Yeah, John Ford has has done a really good job with this program. You could tell last year about midseason, you could really see mm-hmm. Effingham County kind of start to believe and yeah. that see the results of of what Ford had brought to him. This Richmond Hill team is young. That's coming straight from the mouth of, yes. of head coach Matt Lazat. But they do have some guys. Senior quarterback Ty Goldrick is back for his second year. Threw for over 1,500 yards last year. Rayvon Grant, senior wide receiver, led the Wildcats. 46 catches, nearly 800 yards, and five touchdowns in 2021. He's going to be kind of the guy that is going to have to help make this offense go, especially on third down situations. This is going to be a really interesting test because I think these are two teams with a lot to prove in 2021. I think that was part of the reason that we went to them mm-hmm. for our game of the week this week. Right, and here's what they had to say heading into that matchup when I stopped by practice on Wednesday afternoon. That's the exciting part about this this time of year is you're, you're really figuring out who your team is, and especially us because we're so young and, and we have so much youth on our team. We're, we're still figuring out who we are. And, uh, and what our identity is going to be for the 2022 season. But I, I, I will say this, we are, we are, uh, we are a very tough team. And, and our, guys are, our kids are engaged. Um, they, they understand what we're trying to do. And uh, we're just going to get better at doing it over these next few weeks. Any extra excitement because you're starting off with Effingham County? Well, you know, it's a, a region opponent. And when Coach Ford and I, we got together and we were like, hey, we're not in a region anymore. We, we still need to have a game on the, on the schedule. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's great for the, the area. I think it's, uh, it, it's an exciting uh, brand of football that he brings to the table. Um, it's a qual- high-quality opponent, and it's something that we're, we've really been looking forward to. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when, when you get off the schedule and, and it, him having the importance and saying, hey, you know, we want to keep this thing going. We want to keep this thing with Richmond Hill going. Um, our kids always play hard. It doesn't matter what, what, the, what the score is to the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, they're always playing hard, so it's going to be an exciting night of football. What do you hope to see from your guys Friday night? Uh, I, I want them to see it execute a little bit better than we did last week. I want to control our emotions a little bit better than we did last week. I want to, I want to be engaged a little bit more than we were last week. Uh, you know, scrimmages, you go and you, you have a scrimmage game and you try to clean up a lot in one week. Um, because they start counting now, and, and uh, I, I think our coaches have done a great job coming up with a plan for our players. Uh, but more importantly, I think our guys have really taken into where we were deficient and working on those things to improve uh, th- this weekend. Um, it's just an exciting group to be around. I think they're excited because, you know, you, you get on the bus, you get your uniform on, you've got that uh, playlist going on your phone, and, and you're, you're psyched up and ready to roll, and then all of a sudden the lightning hits, and, you know, the other school says we can't get our field ruined, and, you know, I understand it. It is what it is. It's part of the process. And so um, I think they're just antsy. I think they're ready to go, and I just want to go see them compete and play as hard as they can and, and make those second and third extra effort plays, and execution will be what it is in game one with no – and spring scrimmage got rained out, fall scrimmage got rained out. So if you make a mistake, make it going 100 miles an hour, and we'll, we'll see what happens when the dust settles. How have you seen them kind of take a step forward in year two under your system and everything? I think taking, taking a step in kind of tenacity and mental toughness and, 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 and um, you know, leadership from within the team and kind of a, a player-led leadership, um, and, and those are some of the things we've preached, and they've done an awesome job with those. Starting out against Richmond Hill, a team that they're very familiar with, does that add a little extra juice to the preparation? Yeah, and just, I mean, we're familiar with them because they're a former region opponent in middle schools. They play each other. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Coach Lazat's done an unbelievable job with that program. And, and the reason I wanted to schedule them is because they're a great team. They're well coached. They're not going to give you anything free on either side of the ball. They're not going to beat themselves. And so, so to play them, 
uh, and to have success against them, you're going to have to take it. And so it's going to force our kids to execute and force our kids to play really, really hard. And, and, and whatever happens on Friday night will be better for coming out of it on Saturday morning. Jake, another matchup we've got on Friday night, Wayne County at Bradwell, a new era for the Jackets. Yeah, Jabo Shaw, the new head coach in Wayne County, making his debut with the Yellow Jackets as they take on Bradwell Institute. And Jabo Shaw, if it's, an, if it's a name you're familiar with, he was the former Georgia Southern quarterback, mm -hmm. transferred from Georgia Tech, came in when Jeff Munkin was hired in Statesboro, led the Eagles to a pair of FCS semifinals in his two seasons, 2010-2011, totaled 45 touchdowns for the, the Eagles. And then... No, not at all. Was a <laughs> tremendous quarterback. I was at, that was actually when I was in school at Georgia Southern. I remember uh, watching Jabo. Jake, that's my quarterback. <laughs> uh, I, I, I they went up to Wofford in the quarterfinals, and uh, my girlfriend, now wife at the time, went up there with a whole bunch of people. Georgia Southern people took over Wofford as the Eagles knocked off the Terriers in a really exciting game. Jabo's the quarterback, anyway. But he's. <laughs> He's taken over Wayne County after three really successful years in Rabin County, 35-5 and five in three years with the Wildcats. They went undefeated in region play all three of those years, two state quarterfinals appearances and a semifinal appearance. Now, of course, that was with a guy named Gunnar Stockton at quarterback, a yeah. highly rated recruit now at the University of Georgia. And so going to be interesting to see what Jabo can do in Wayne County, a team coming off an 0-9 season, their first winless season in almost 100 years. Yep. But they're going to have some athletes. They're going to have some kids that have played some football. So this is a Wayne County team. I think a lot of people across the state are going to be watching this year to kind of see how they take to yeah. what Jabo brings to town. And it's year two for Bradwell under Deshaun Brock. They were also 0-9 last year. And the Tigers haven't had a winning season since 2017. That was two head coaches ago. So... A lot to prove for both of these programs, Jake. And uh, another one that you'll be visiting, Jenkins visiting Benedictine. Over at Memorial Stadium, a, a public-private matchup. We've got a couple of those on, yeah. the, on the docket this week. But this is the, the big highlight one. Good old Savannah game. Yeah, and, and the re one of the reasons, of course, is you know, how is Benedict Benedictine going to run off after a Class 4A state title last year, their third under head coach Danny Britt. They're going to enter this season number one in most of the polls in Class 4A, loaded with talent. Holm Garner is gone. There's star quarterback yep. last year, now on the Plains, but here comes a guy. <laughs> They've got a nice replacement. Here comes Luke Cromanhoek, a Florida State commit, making his first career start yeah, at quarterback. incredible. That's how impressive he's been. <laughs> and, and we've seen Luke play. He got yes. in a number of times. And he's an athlete. He played all over the field. Yeah, absolutely. So not, not shocked that he's, he's been recruited and, and getting recruited. It's just it's, you don't ever see a Power right. 5 guy make his first career start, and he's already made that commitment. Yeah, it's wild. He's got a, a bunch of athletes. They always do at Benedictine. Mm -hmm including Zaquan Bryan, who nearly 1,400 receiving yards last year, 15 touchdowns, led the team in both of those categories. He seems like he's set for an absolute monster year that could start Friday night. When I went out there for uh, preseason stuff, you know, you could tell that they feel confident in this team, and it is still a veteran group just because they have so many guys. It's very much next man up. But uh, it'll be interesting. You know, they lost seven guys to collegiate programs um, that, that says something, you know, when you have seven Division One players running around out on the field on Friday nights and now you don't have that. 
it'll be interesting to see what they do. And this is year two for Jenkins under Tony Welch. They went an even five and five last year, so I think they've got something to prove as well. Yeah, defensively, especially, going to see how they match up against a Benedictine offense that was just high powered, and they've got their own Florida State commit over there yeah. on the Warriors' <laughs> defensive line. Uh, Tavion Gadsden led the team with sixty tackles, five ta- tackles for loss in twenty twenty one. Jenkins, their their goal in this one is going to be to to keep that off Benedictine offense at bay, keep them from making the huge plays consistently. See if you can limit them, make them go on big drives, and see if you can make Croman Hogan and this offense make some mistakes. But it, it should be a good crowd Friday night at Memorial. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. BC got off to an 0-2 start last year and then rattled off 13 straight. So they haven't forgotten, and they're looking to make it 14. Another team with very high expectations here in Savannah, Calvary. They're on the road at Islands. I wouldn't. I don't know if you'd call it a road game. It's not that far, but <laughs> you're not at your home stadium, right? Yeah. yeah. For all the talk about how loaded Benedictine is and and will be this year, Calvary is Woo-hoo. extra. They're going to be so good. They're making the jump from single-A private to class triple-A, and yet still people are saying, hey, that team could probably compete for a state title. And I think that tells you a little bit of the kind of program that Mark Stroud has built over there in Midtown. They've got four preseason All-State players, quarterback Jake Merklinger, tight end Michael Smith, Troy Ford, the linebacker, and defensive lineman Terry Simmons. It's not too shabby. They're going to be really, really good this year. And Merklinger has grown a lot as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think two two years he started now entering yeah, his third his season third. as a junior. He's a junior, and he's always yeah. been the starter. Right. So, so 20, he's played a lot of snaps. Yeah, 2,500 yards, 25 touchdowns last season. He's going to have weapons. This Calvary team's going to be really good, and it's going to be fun to watch them. Not just their team is stacked, their coaching staff yeah. also stacked. <laughs> yeah, you have a, a former, you know, Mark Stroud has done a tremendous job over yeah. there for a number of years, and then... You add a guy like Russell DeMossi, who was running a, a Division II college football program for... Another Georgia Southern quarterback. Yeah, several months <laughs> there, and now is, is coaching the quarterbacks over at Calvary. They, they've got things going on. and they and, got Donald Chumley over yeah, in the defense. Like, whew. It's, the, this team is, is stacked from top to bottom. But here's an Islands team that's had you know a good level of success mm-hmm. over the last few years. They've lost some talent over the years. I know Mm -hmm. they're not expected to be, they're going to be pushing for a playoff spot this year, but a good way to to start the year would be compete, show what you can do against a loaded Calvary team. See if you can knock them off. I'm calling this one the Demasi bowl because Russell Demasi is now on staff at Calvary. Like you mentioned, his dad, Carl is the AD over at Island, so that is the Demasi bowl and heading over across the bridge into the low country. We've got Kane Bay, Visiting Buford, another one of our really good teams from last year. Buford, off a state finals appearance, still trying to win that first state title in a couple decades, but were really one of the great stories last year. I think a lot of people didn't really know exactly what to expect out of Buford. And then I was there when they beat Benedictine. Yeah, they you knocked BC off. You, you, you talked about that 0-2 start for the cadets. One of those losses was to Buford, and mm-hmm. then – they, they go on a run, they lose to May River in what was a really good game, they finish second in the region, and then they just kind of make a run through the playoffs, knock off some big-time Palmetto State powers, and find themselves in the state title game for the first time in a number of years. 
fall in that game. Wasn't particularly close. I think Buford will tell you they could have played a lot better in that one, but were played a very, very good team. And now talked to head coach Bryce Librand earlier this year. And the question is, how do you sustain it? How do you build on it and, and make people realize that this was not just a one year thing. This is a sustained program where success is going to be expected year after year. Yeah. They went 12 and three last season. I was at that state championship game and I mean, you could tell it, it hurt to lose that game. They wanted it bad. And I don't think they've let go of that feeling. I think they're kind of hanging on to that. And you remember stuff like that. You remember that when you take the field. And so It'll be interesting to see how Buford rebounds and responds this season, but I'm excited to see them play. They've got some some holes to fill. You know, you mentioned you lose to graduation senior mm-hmm. quarterback Tyler Haley, senior running back Amari Morris, senior wide receiver Zyron Odom. Those were three big pieces of that state title run and that state title run. Now Buford gonna have to build it back up. And this is a Cane Bay team in five A in, in, in South Carolina. They're a Really good program as well. Buford testing themselves early by design. So we'll get a good look to kind of gauge where Buford is and where some of these guys that are stepping into new roles, how they'll handle it. Jake, I'm excited for Friday night. I don't know about you. I am too. Even though it, I think it's going to be rainy, but well, <laughs> we can't control that, unfortunately. We There's always one or two weeks that'll yeah, be... Let's get it out of the way. Yeah, But yeah, you just go up and down the schedule of the games that we're going to have Friday night, and, and, you know, I'm looking forward to Hilton Head Christian and Savannah Christian. That mm-hmm. that game, I have a ton of interest in that game. The Eagles, 25, winners of 25 straight, mm-hmm. two consecutive state titles, now going to kind of take a step up in competition against a Savannah Christian team that's always well coached, that always has some athletes on the field. You know, Savannah High breaking in Blue Jacket Stadium over yeah, on their campus. Glen it's a Acad- beautiful stadium, yeah. by Glen the way. Academy's going to states where there's a ton of really fun, interesting games that I'm looking to- forward to for Friday night. Plus, it's the first week of the right. season. It's always exciting. Hope springs eternal for everybody. <laughs> Everybody's playing for that state title week one. Uh, we'll have a group of five people out shooting on Friday night. So if you see us, say hello. It'll be Jake, I, and uh, Shay Schrader along with a couple of photojournalists, so we'll be out live during the news at 6, so make sure you tune in for that. And then, of course, all your coverage during the end zone on WTOC. That starts at 1120 on Friday nights with Jake and I. Make sure you're tuned in and follow along on air, online, on social media, all that good stuff. Jake, you got anything else? We'll see you on Friday night. All right, we'll see you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you download and subscribe, and we'll talk to you next week.